stronger, be wiser, our seat, our table. This is our voice, our time, our moment, our seat, our table. Yeah. Hey, 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 our seat, our table. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. It is Friday. And as usual, our seat, our table is back again. We call it Friday, but this is a special Friday because it is the celebration of the one, the only Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. This is the week uh, going into all the Martin Luther King festivities, Dr. Martin Luther King festivities in our community. So my name is Barbara Chandler and you are listening to Our Seat, Our Table, a very special program with WPRK. It is This is actually our anniversary, believe it or not. We started Our Seat, Our Table during COVID. We were actually doing the recordings. We were not in studio and in speaking with the director, um, Greg Golden, he reached out and he said, hey, would you like to do something? And I was like, hey, of course I would. So we are so proud. Uh, we started on this same day, I'm going to say about three years ago right now, simply because all my days and all my dates are running together. So we always want to pay tribute to Dr. Martin Luther King. And this year is no different from none other. This is is going to be an extremely special show. We have a lot to cover. It's the beginning of the year. I know with the beginning of the year, last Friday, we talked about all the new resolutions and declarations that we make for ourselves. And basically, how do we attain those? Uh, joining me was Dr. Linda Streeter, who is a, a transitional coach. And she gave us some amazing pointers on how to make those resolutions stick. So, of course, I like to bring on guests. I like to bring on people from the community, hence our seat, our table, the Leadership Lounge. Central Florida is so full of resources, so full of grassroots leaders who are leading the charge on a very, very, uh, um, um, I like to say grassroots level, uh, foot soldiers. These are the foot soldiers that we give voice to. Our seat, our table helps to edify and amplify the voices of those African American community, the brown communities who are underserved or just don't have a platform in which they can share their organizational messages, um, nonprofits, just the work that they're doing to build communities. So I got some folks with me and I'm going to introduce them to you and they are, they're, they're ready to go. They're ready to go. Everybody looks a little serious, but this is not that. Okay. This is not that. Joining me is Daryl Gray. Daryl Gray is a friend to the Hannibal Square Heritage Center. And, and that's how we met, right, Daryl? 
Yes. Yeah, we kind of talked about the uh, that the other day. Daryl is Daryl Gray is a retired veteran. Is that how I say it? A veteran of the. We'll just go with veteran of the U.S. military, a veteran of the Air US Force, military. and uh, National Guard. You heard it. You heard it. Um, and also, you are also the founder of the Tuske- Richard Hall Tuskegee Airmen Chapter. Am I correct? That is correct. That's correct. I have with me Jason Radcliffe. Good morning. Good morning. Hey. Jason has been with us. Jason is doing fantastic work in our community. The programming that he does around fashion, we're going to talk about that. Um, We're going to talk about the African-American designers who have kind of been left out of the conversation. Jason has created a history coloring workbook. And in that workbook, he and you did that during COVID, am I right? Mm -hmm. COVID, we were so productive in COVID. (laughs) COVID was definitely my season to create and produce work. Excellent, excellent. And then, and then we have with us Tina Marie. Tina Marie is um, kind of new to our community. We want her to stay. She has already kind of blended in and met some people here. She visits from, where in New York, Tina Marie? I'm from Newark, New Jersey. New- oh, Brick pardon City. me, pardon me. Let me get it right, <laughs> let me get it right. Um, and we met at an event. An event, um, uh, a business a networking Kiel's father's uh, party. It was a business event. That's right. That's right. One to remember. That's right. And it's we right. just connected and stayed in touch from that point. It was. It's been an amazing relationship, even from New Jersey. So. Even from New Jersey, and so she comes to visit, guys, and she wants to move here, and we want her to move here. We thank you for being here. Thank so you. Tina is going to share with us. I, I'm, I'm calling it fashion sense. C-E-N-T-S. How do we build our new cells, our new images uh, for the new year in a practical approach? I know you're all about the repurposing your wardrobe. And uh, going into a new year, we always want a new look. Uh, We want to feel and look a certain way. And how do we do that from a practical stance? So, Daryl, we want to start with you. Yes, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you. You should see the look that he's given me. Um, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., when we say his name, when we think about his legacy, I think we're all very proud as Americans, right, for the work that he has done for all of us. I know that you were able to, we had a conversation, you were able to visit the Edmund Pettus Bridge. Am I saying that correctly? That's correct. Uh, I refer to that bridge as John Lewis's bridge. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I had the privilege, my wife and I, to walk across that bridge about a year and a half ago, and that experience was transformative. Yeah. Um, the spirit of ancestors spoke to me. Mm. And triggered uh, and ignited fill in the blanks. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, in, in world history, in American history, you know, we, we're familiar with the Battle of Normandy and Gettysburg uh, as battlegrounds. Correct. But Selma, Selma and that bridge is a battleground. That's right. Uh, and and as, as a veteran, well familiar with, with that type of setting, uh, it, it spoke. I'm sure it um, did. For my family heritage and legacy, uh, I'm between at least four generations of military veterans for this country, and probably mm. actually back to 
seven generations. Wow, that's a lot. Civil War. Uh, Thank you for your work. Thank well, you for your service. It's my honor uh, to do so. Uh, but I'm, I'm looking at the Sankofa element of, mm-hmm. of bring back. Bring back. For us, by us, for us, with us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can talk more about that at another time. That's okay. That's okay. You'll have plenty of time to talk about that. Tell me, when we think of Dr. Martin Luther King, when you think of him, and especially where we are right now as a community, as a country, how how do how do you put that into context for the wow. work that he's done uh-huh. and and where we are currently? Okay, um, so we we reconnected after a, a long that's right we okay. did and we, a long we, stretch yeah and, and 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 we had a deep conversation two plus hours yes and, uh, that's when you sprung on me to be here today that's so, right other than that's that no you pressure know you know me <laughs> so um i told you that very morning like two days ago i heard uh one of dr king's speeches um that in, in its entirety but i can't say that i ever recalled the speech mm-hmm. Because you mentioned that it was not the traditional yeah, I have a dream yeah. that we're all familiar yeah, with, correct? Yeah, yeah correct. And, um, and to, your, to the point of your question, mm-hmm. how do we put in context right now, you know, relevancy? Yes. Um, and the title of the speech is Remaining Awake, pause, through a great revolution. Mm-hmm. Remaining Awake. Through a great revolution. Is anyone familiar with that, Jay? T- yeah. And that's I'm exactly my point. Mo- yeah. Okay. And, and it, it, you know, I had my full captive attention listening mm-hmm. to this because the timeliness, the timelessness and timeliness and relevancy of the content of the speech when you hear currently, nationally, stop woke. Mm. But his speech of 1965 is saying, stay awake. Isn't that something? Okay. So um, I'm going to revisit and restudy that speech as well as I've come across a publication, a book uh, entitled uh, A Testament of Hope, The Essential Writings and Speeches of Martin Luther King Jr. I can only imagine. So, so I'm that, sure it's profound. Yeah, and it's... It's about that thick. Yeah. So, um, did anything in the speech stick out to you? Is anything sticking out at this time? I know that was probably a lot of information that you were taking in. Well, um, and I apologize, you know. No for, apologies for, for, for the for the short turnaround. Yeah. I had I haven't had a chance to really download and study line mm-hmm. by line, but I, I will I will you know alert you all that there are certain quotes that we are familiar with. But we didn't know that it came from that particular speech. Oh, okay. So, okay. Um, so I invite you all to uh, download. Tell us the name of it again. The, the name of the speech, and it, you can just simply Google it. Remaining awake through a great revolution. Wow! 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 That's that's interesting. So again, when and we we're, th- we're in that right now, and we're in that, and we're in that and right that now. And that was nineteen sixty-five. Yeah. And here we are, what sixty plus, almost. Yeah. So it, what's changed? And that and and that's the question. And and, and that's the question. And, and you know you know me. Okay? I I think I do. Uh-huh. What, seven <laughs> plus almost ten years. Yeah. And 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 um you know from from the the inception and conception of the initiative to to honor the Tuskegee Airmen. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
okay, of which we both knew Chief Hall. Yes. Um, the point is that I, ha- I have been dissatisfied and continue to be mm-hmm. uh, where certain entities and icons are just, and, and, and Dr. King is no different, where we just simply relegate and limit them to a commemorative celebratory Right, box. right, right. And, and, and my question is, okay, for, for all the commitment, sacrifice, and service that Dr. King, the airmen, and others have done, how do we keep them at the forefront? So, so what do we do for the other 364 days of the year? Mm-hmm. What do we do for the other 51 weeks of the year? Correct. And and I'm not satisfied for commemorative, celebratory, limited, rah rah rah. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. How are we carrying out their legacy on a day to day basis? Exactly. How we are we? And I think a lot of it is through again education. Yeah. I think when we ask that question, how are we um, celebrating them? How are we keeping their spirit, their mission, their legacy alive? Again, that's when I turn to the grassroots organizations, and I look at the work that they're doing to again build community, to be um, relevant, and to have a voice in what they're doing. So I don't. I, 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 I hear you, as I always do. Um, what are we doing? I think that's when we get to look at ourselves individually. How are we? Because the we we are talking about is really always us, exactly. the, the individual person, exactly. right? So how are we doing that in our day-to-day lives? And I think a lot of our, again, and I stand by this because I've worked with so many um, grassroots organizations that are doing the work. Uh, that's why Jay is here creating those um, uh, um, educational programs so that it is constantly at the top of our um, of our of our minds. It's not just during a particular time of year. We know that in our community this weekend we will see the parades. Eatonville has a parade. Downtown Orlando has a parade. Okoe has a parade. Um, in in um, Hannibal Square, we're going to do the two-day celebration of the Unity Heritage Festival. Um, in Eatonville, I want to thank the Eatonville Chamber. They are doing a cleanup. I saw where she posted that they're going to be doing a cleanup in that area. I know a lot of other communities, one of the things they do to commemorate is always the planting of the tree. So I take that as a great significance. But back to your question, and I'm going to let Jay jump in here a bit again. How are we making sure that his work, Dr. Martin Luther King and the rest of our African-Americans who have done so much for our country, how are they being celebrated, acknowledged, recognized on a day to day basis? And this is a question we get to ask ourselves as community leaders, grassroots leaders. Uh, I don't want to dominate, but in our continual conversations between Mm -hmm. you and I, um, and even from the beginning, because I think uh, I had been, like Tina is now coming now to Central Florida, I mm-hmm. think I had just kind of settled in. Right. And from the north. Right. And um, my observation, you know, again, as a world traveler, veteran, et cetera, you, you take in culture and community, you, know, you observe and you absorb. Yes. And if you recall, one of the things I first said was I had sensed what I call a fragmented redundancy. 
Mm-hmm. Tell us what that is. I know what it is, yeah. but for those who are not familiar with your fragmented redundancy term, share well, with well, us. Well, some people will, will refer to agencies and entities as silos. Um, well, it's it's repetitive because that silo is doing the same one. This silo is doing over here, et cetera. And unfortunately, in many cases, most cases, mm-hmm. they don't know each other. Yes. And, yes, but and, that's why our seat, our table, the leadership lounge is here. Yeah, you, shameless you, you, plug. You, 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 no, for real. Yeah, that's an underscoring <laughs> exclamation. Yeah, yeah. And 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 to explain it, you know, if okay, another way of saying it's it's repeated brokenness, mm-hmm. and and where the individuals are trying to do the heavy lifting with their pinky pinky finger, whereas if they all knew each other, yes, uh, and and became the impactful. Yes. five-fingered fist yes. Yes. to make the impact difference. And we're working towards that. So that, that's, yeah. I'm done. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good point. It is a good point. We do have a lot of what um, I, I will say duplications of programming, um, but I think everyone is coming from a great space of where the, of what they see the lack may be. Mm-hmm. Jason Radcliffe, you're here. Jason Radcliffe, again, in COVID, which was like the year of creation for so many people, um, you created the influ- the African-American coloring. Our first, yeah, our Please. first book, um, my partner Andrew Brown and I created was African-Americans in fashion history. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really came from a place of learning and inspiration for the next generation. Correct. Because I think like I think like Mr. Darrell um, talked about, so many people don't know. And so many people are not aware of the groundwork that had been laid um, in our country, right, when it comes to the everyday clothing that we wear. And so we just started unearthing these icons. And literally, I would call Barbara and say, someone else just popped up. Mm-hmm. You know, like yes. it, we would have that, that instinct and that intuition to just say, well, who created this? Who was the first? Who? And these names, um, like you said, the ancestors just started to call out. And it was almost like they said, discover me, discover me, discover me. And so I want to go back to answer the question of how are we doing the work um, of Dr. King and how does he and others stay in the forefront? And I think I tell my young people all the time, you are my legacy as I am his. Correct. And so what that means is I am the work. That's right. (laughs) I I am the dream. When when he says I had a dream, I wasn't here yet. I am the dream. And so what I have to do is I have to continue to forge forward and remain vigilant. That's right. Right. In educating and empowering and being an innovator and being an agitator and teaching my students to be and value knowledge, truth and understanding, because we're going to learn from our history. Mm -hmm. Right. That rich heritage that that flows through us, those threads that create and bind us. Those are the things and the richness of what creates the tapestry of our community. And it was our job to ensure that our students understand those common threads and how we're bound together. Oh, wow. Wow. So in the coloring book, you had a lot of people 
who added to the industry of fashion mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. were not, a lot of them, I was like, well, who was that? Yeah. And who was that? Yeah. Give us some of those people, Jay. Oh, my goodness. So some names my, that name you guys. Name my favorite. I will. I will. Some <laughs> names that you're going to recognize, I think, that are very important. We talk about Garrett A. Morgan. And most people only really, oh, the traffic light, the traffic signal. But one of his first inventions was the belt fastener for the sewing machine. Mm -hmm. Imagine. Mm -hmm. wow. Imagine. So the modern-day sewing machine that we know, how it runs and generates, we can thank an African-American man for that. His wife was an accomplished seamstress. One of his original workshops was a sewing repair shop. And what happens is in art and culture, right, fashion is the stepchild of the art and cultural movement because we really do take for granted that someone did create what we all have on today. Ah, that's right. That's someone right. found it necessary, important, picked a pants on color, picked the fabrication, created a price point, and said they will buy it and they will wear it. But what people don't realize is African Americans, people of the black diaspora and the African diaspora, have been a part of that decision-making process from the beginning. In, in. And what about... Um, Tell and us. I'm going to talk yeah, about I, her I, favorite, I, right? I, Our favorite, yes. um, Anne Lowe. And the, the touch point and the connection that a lot of people don't realize, when we hear Dr. Martin Luther King, uh, President Kennedy becomes very important and is almost synonymous, right? Everybody kind of remembers your grandmother having a picture of Dr. King and oh, a picture Kennedy. of the president <laughs> oh, and then maybe, maybe another picture of, you know, a religious figure <laughs> or Jesus, right? right. Mm -hmm. But the connection was Anne Lowe actually designed the wedding gown of Jacqueline Kennedy. Kennedy. Yes. Wow. And yes. it went unnoticed, right? It is now one of the greatest wedding gowns in history. You can Ever. go and see it um, in the Smithsonian How did they Museum. refer to her? I think it, the question was asked of Jacqueline who created or who made your, your dress? A colored woman. And she was relegated to just that. Um, that could have been me. That could have been you, Tina. Here's no the yet. thing. That is all of us. Mm -hmm. um, I think when we talk about doing the work, even when we talk about um, Sister Rosa Parks and her connection to Dr. King, when you say Rosa Parks, we think activist, civil rights leader. Rosa Parks was an accomplished seamstress. As well. She was working in a department store in Montgomery when she was too tired and she sat down. She was the go-to for her community. Each of us have a stylish woman that we refer to. And I, I'm looking at Miss Tina because you yes. are one of those icons, right? That's right? Women come to you to get ideas, to understand what they should wear, when they should wear, how they should wear. You know, we like to put on. Yes. We put yes, it on. Yes, yes, You know, yes, guys, if, yes, if, yes. viewers, you can't see me, but, but I definitely I want you to know I, I have put it on, right? Yes, because yes. it's important to show up. up. That's but to right. look good showing up. And Rosa understood that. That's right. That's and right. so people. Dr. Martin Luther King, as we know, was always, oh, always, sharp. always, always sharp. sharp. But we're, we'll talk yeah. about another figure um, in our newest book, Black Influence, which is highlighting 120 not just African-Americans, but again, of the black and African diaspora. So wow. we're going global um, with this new iteration. 
And Ruthie Carter did a phenomenal job replicating Dr. Martin Luther King's swag, ah, right? Nice. Replicating that look, that very astute, that very clean cut, um, yet casual, because he definitely had a presence when he showed oh, up. Certainly. And Ruthie Carter did an incredible job uh, working on Selma, recreating those iconic looks from that time and that movement. That is so true. Jay, wow, thank you so much. You are listening to Our Seat, Our Table, WPRK 91 FM. Our Seat, Our Table, the Leadership Lounge is here every Friday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Today in studio, I have with me Daryl Gray, veteran. He doesn't want to be called uh, veteran of the United States um, Armed Forces, as well as Jason Radcliffe, who is an author, educator in our local community. And then we have Tina Marie, who's here with us. She's going to be giving some fashion sense for those of us who would like to start the new year um, in a very with with a new image. How to repurpose? We're speaking about the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King, along with African American designers, who many who many of them have not been recognized. How are we carrying on the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King and others that have come before us? And I say it's up to us and how we how we do the work. Um, who we're doing the work for, we have the ability and the capability in which to carry his legacy along in the community work that we're doing. So I want to also remind you of all the wonderful activities that are coming up this week around MLK. Um, and we get to continue those activities throughout the year. We get to carry, when we go into these different communities and we attend the parades and we meet these different organizations, we get to stay in contact with them, find out what they're doing and how can we better support them. And I think that's one way we get to continue that legacy ship or, or legacy moving forward. So in Eatonville, Eatonville will have the parade on Saturday. I know downtown Orlando has a parade. Eatonville has a parade. Daryl, you mentioned Okoe. Okoe has a parade. There, I believe their parade is Monday. Monday. Okay. Please check the websites of all of these municipalities. I do know that Rollins College, they have a week of events, MLK. Um, I've always, um, it happens on the Monday. I believe the Monday there is a vigil and then a program at Knowles Chapel. But don't don't quote me because I know COVID has changed a lot of things as the way people do different things. So we definitely want to visit these websites. Um, I can speak um, confidently about the Unity Heritage Festival that happens in the Hannibal Square area, Shady Park. That's going to be, it's a two-day event. Sunday, it begins at 1 to 5. Um, there's gospel music, gospel entertainment. And then on Monday, there it begins at 11 to five where you will have vendors you have different performances so feel free to um, definitely join those events so once again Jason Radcliffe is here with us Jason is an author educator he has created I know the first the first um, the first history coloring book I, I purchased one mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I purchased it with the intent to give to my grandchildren. It never made it to them. It, it, you know what, Barbara? <laughs> it never it, made it, it to It has made it to many um, children's hands to be colored. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's wonderful. It, it's a magnificent book. I mean, highlighting people. Most people don't even realize dry cleaning was invented by a black man. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. We can yeah. thank Mr. Thomas Jennings um, <laughs> for what was called dry scouring. Um, back in those times, but really gave way to modern day dry cleaning. Right. Sarah Boone has the patent to the ironing board. Wow. Uh, wow. So there's so many incredible, incredible figures um, that are Jay, doing the where work. Where can someone learn more or find the book? What's your website? How do we get in contact with you? You can get in contact with me um, at info at form to fashion. Dot com to learn more about these incredible figures and the work that we're doing because really this is about education, innovation, and empowerment. Nice. That's what our mission is all about, really pushing forward for the next generation of fashion and artistic leaders. And so we can be reached at info at form2fashion.com where you can learn more about the things that we are doing to elevate the community. Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much for being here. We're going to come back to you, of course. But the lovely Tina Marie is here. <laughs> good morning, Tina. Good morning, good morning. How are you? Very well, thank you. Hailing from Newark, New Jersey. So glad to be out of the cold. Ah! Oh, yeah, it is cold. It is <laughs> yes, cold, yes, but it's yes, going to be yes. cold this I'm weekend. So welcome. Glad. I know. It's coming again this yeah. weekend? 30s and 40s. Uh, welcome. Oh, boy. I'm a little island girl. I still have not gotten used to the cold. I love the sunshine. Uh, Tina, you were here today, and I know when you and I met, um, I think what how we started talking, I think you were fly. You were wearing something that was really fly. You were buzzing around the place. I was like, who is this chick? (laughs) And so from there, we started, and we've built rapport. You've done Jason's um, fashion show. Mm -hmm. That was, Mm -hmm. was that last year? It was last year. Yeah, yeah, it was the spring of last year. Um, I tell you. It is our, one of our major fundraisers um, to showcase the talents of our students. Um, It also serves as an incubator program um, for aspiring young uh, cultural designers. And so, again, we are really trying to cr- not create space, right. um, but maintain and hold space, right? I, I, I don't have to create something that has already been, been done, right? I tell people all the time, stop trying to, to be innovative and just lean in to and the fact that you in. are innovative and just lean in just lean into yeah, it yeah, and yeah. so we lean in and that's how we work together and she rocked the runway <laughs> the runway i saw rocked the I runway did see her. gave younger models a yeah. run for their money yes 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 sold yes. what she was wearing <laughs> yes and yes. we were so grateful yes. to have she you be did. a part of that dynamic program we're looking forward to having you on the runway again okay. this year. <laughs> okay, that's right. I, as you I become so a resident, yeah. Tell us your backstory and how did you get start in started in the world of fashion design? Ah, uh, okay. So I'm 61 now. So let Ooh. me just rewind. Y'all, y'all. But actually, y'all. how I got started was at least four, 30 years ago. Okay. Real quick, I actually started out as body parts. I was too short, too how dark. Tall? What's what's your height? 
I'm five three and a half. I okay. put my half in there. It's critical yes, for me. Yes, yes, yes. But I was too short, too dark, and I didn't have long wavy hair. Ah. Uh, so I was like, okay, I'll just do body parts, arm. I had abs back then. I had legs back then. So I was like, fine, as long as I don't have to show my face, you know, I'll just do that. But I wouldn't get any work. But I remember one time I was, you know, I was scout around. I was bold enough to go to Wilhelmina's. What was I thinking? <laughs> I just walked in the door. I, you were leaning really, in. You were I, leaning in. I took a week off from work. I was like, I'm just going. I was so naive. I was just, I'm just going. I'm going to show them my little comp card. They dismissed me so quick. But it didn't discourage me, and I stuck to it. An agency picked me up. They started me putting me out there, and I was doing all of the um, department stores, Saks, Neiman, Blumies. Mm -hmm. So I became their go-to petite model, which was fine mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. So I just did that for, for like years. And then after a while, I just hung up my ruby red, reds because I got tired of being the oldest model I didn't look my age. No, you do not. Yeah, but At I was always all. around. I call them the big girls, the girls that were like five nine, five. Uh -huh. I got tired of being. I was like, okay, enough already. And I kind of like just, you know, just chilled for a little while. Nice. And then I met Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to me. Leave it to me. Now, one of the other things um, we talked about is that you do this repurpose a fashion. Yes. When when we think about fashion, I know for myself, I'm I'm a working. Um, woman, working, uh, uh, professional working woman that <laughs> in a nine to five mm -hmm. and sometimes even more hours. And um, my goal is always to look my brand, to, to show up professional, to show up um, presentable. And sometimes it can get expensive. Yes. And how do I do this um, within my um, within within my budget? Um, so I know you have a program that you're working on. Tell us about that. It's called No Wire Hangers. Okay. Repurposing the old for the new you. Mm -hmm. And what it does, it helps you save money. Well, I'm saying it. I help you save money. Thank you. Create space in your closet. Create time for yourself in the morning. Uh, Love that you, part. Give you opportunities to earn money. And the way we do it is, like, for example, did you know that the average woman spends about 17 minutes every morning in front of her closet trying to figure out what to wear? Yes. Only to turn around yes. and wear pretty much what we wore last week. Yes. We might change the earrings, yes. change the shoes out. But for the most part, we're doing the same thing because we just don't want to be bothered. We don't have the time. So what I do is I come to your house and we take inventory of your closet. I don't care what the closet looks like, but we take inventory of your closet and all those items that you no longer wear, they don't fit, whatever doesn't serve you for any reason at all, we either help you, you know, do consignment or you can sell online so you can earn money that way or you can repurpose it to bless someone else and donate or write it off on your taxes. Either way, it helps you out financially. Nice. In the process, it creates room in your closet so you can see what you've got, but that is where the jewels are. That's where the fun stuff is, the things that hang at the top of the closet, on the floor, tucked in the corner. Those are my sweet spots. And I will take what you have in your closet and mm -hmm. create new looks for you, things that you normally wouldn't have thought to put it this way. Totally different look. Because they got, they got there somehow. Exactly. Right? Something drew exactly. you to purchasing that, so how do we now use it? So I'll repurpose it. So the way it saves you money is that you don't always feel like you have to go out and spend for something new. Mm -hmm. And so in the process, whether you're repurposing in the form of, okay, I release some jewels. Oh, I call them jewels. Whether you release some jewels. Not jewels or jewelry? Jewels okay. and jewelry. <sighs> but I normally go with clothes. Yeah, jewelry. <laughs> but I, I always tell people you might want to get somebody 
to help you in the process. Like, I'll do it with you, but sometimes you might want to have a friend help me get rid of it. Oh, hold on. Three paws. Keep possibility. Girl, let it go. <laughs> I might wear it. No, let it go. Yes. But, so, you know, just get help in that process. But for the things you have left over, if you're, if you're selling off what you have, you're earning money for that way. And if you're uh, donating what you have, you're writing it off. And so you're saving monies those ways. And so those monies that you either earn or save, you can either save and invest and or treat yourself to some fabulous designers like Jason <laughs> <Like laughs> over here or like Miriam Bahari, mm-hmm. who I met mm-hmm. at your show, and buy key pieces that you could treat yourself to that you know aren't going to end up on the floor or on the clo- you know, right. in your, in your uh, closet. But it also is to create a new look for you, you know, because people Most notice when you make changes. Yeah. They notice, trust me. But when you look in the mirror and you see something different, even if the inside is saying one thing, when you look in the mirror and you go, hmm, you know, you tilt your head, you're like, okay. Like, okay. Maybe. Your eyes get a little like, okay, I like that look on me. When you start feeling better about yourself or if whatever's going on on the inside or not, either we're going to help you match the, create the inside that matches the inside that's already glowing or help you create the outside that's going to help you catch the, the help the inside catch up to what you're that's looking right. like. That's right. So either way, it's just to create that level of encouragement, that support, that, that you know, like when you say you're coming to work, you like you want to go professional or what have you, but mm-hmm. you want to be casual, you want to be comfortable. That's right. And then there are some careers that we have that keep us in a very um, casual state. That's just right. Just dungarees, T-shirt, all the time. That's just where you are. But there's a way to wear it. It's not my grandmother used to say. It's not what you wear. It's how you how wear you it. Wear it. You know, it's whether or not you pop a little scarf on it. Because I was looking at what you put on today. I was like, oh, I can have fun with that. Yes. Barbara's wearing a T-shirt. It says, I climbed Diamond, Diamond Head, Head Hawaii, and I did. With some dungarees and some green boots, some green uh, rain boots. And I was thinking, oh, we could put like a bandana scarf around the ankle, pop some jewelry around the collar. Definitely. Just funky, funky, funky stuff. Yeah. Some really cool, loud earrings. Crank a hat on there, tip it to the side, and get going on a rainy day. That's it. And be fun. Yes. And go out to lunch and meet your girlfriends. That's Girl, right. Girl, what you doing? <laughs> Nothing just showed up like this. Yes. You know? And it's all in the personality of the person. Absolutely. I, I have a conversation with a friend of mine uh, just last night. And a couple months ago, or maybe last year something, I gave her some earrings that she wouldn't normally wear. And she said because of just those earrings... A lot of her look transitioned yeah. because I saw her as, uh-uh, this is a boho style you have going. <laughs> but because of uh, who she is and, and, and growing up in the culture in which she grew up, she didn't see herself as that. Uh-huh. So I think that's the, the fun thing about fashion. And also, are we still at the point of where, where um, you have to wear this? Um, because it's a certain time of year. Are we, where are we in those rules that constrict us? Help! I, I know, Jay, you are the fashion guru uh, here. I'm so glad that one. Rules. You go. I'm going to let you I, go. I want to wear what I want. I'm going to tell you this. First of all, I'm surprised that Barbara gave up a pair of earrings. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, I, I'm surprised. That's a blessing, <laughs> Tina. You are rubbing off. Okay. Um, for those of you that know Barbara Chandler, she is the queen, <laughs> the queen of pristine earrings and jewelry. Except on Friday, because I have to She's, make the head, make sure the headphones. Barbara has incredible taste in accessories and jewelry. Um, 
from vintage pieces and I do to it with funky, fashion to sense. fun. C-E-N-T-S. Oh, she does. She does. Yeah. Um, she she's very good at that. But you know what? I tell my students: learn the rules, learn them. Okay. I, I think that there are rules to be learned in fashion. Um, even in scripture, right? Mm-hmm. Those of us that know the Bible says don't wear diverse sorts. <laughs> they don't want you mixing the linen and the cotton. No, that 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 came from the word. That's Bible. For those that's of true, you that true. believe. Um, <laughs> but, but what I what I do um say is learn those rules. Learn really and the rules are what works for you. Learn your shape. Right. Learn right. your skin color. Yes. Um, those are the rules that are gonna help you break the rules to, to remove yourself from the social norm. I think that you have to also, you know, read the room. If it's, Very true. If it's a cocktail party, don't show up in the t-shirt and dungarees unless you really understand how to make that thing talk. That's exactly right. But I think you learn the rules to break them. And so I say there are rules that we want to abide by, right? But also lean in. Mm-hmm. Lean into you. Yes. If it makes you feel good, if when you walk out, I saw Barbara last week and I wore, for those of you that are Beyonce fans, um, I wore my Renaissance t-shirt okay. for yes, the first did. time. Um, and I felt great in it. $45 t-shirt. <laughs> Nothing special. But for anybody in the Beehive, you understand why we, we covered this shirt, right? Wore it with a pair of leather pants, um, a simple harem bone necklace. Yes. And my Versace sunglasses. That's it. Right? And Barbara said, you look like a superstar. I said, well, I feel like a superstar. Exactly. Um, it exudes. And, and, and people were like, oh, my God, great, great outfit. But what they were really commenting on was great confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They, they saw that I wore what I wore with pride, um, with excellence. Yes. Right? Because I tell people there's a great meme on TikTok that black is always luxury. Um, but I, I, I stay in black. It's it's my go-to color um, when we're talking about the rules. For me, I don't have to make a decision. Right, right. right? I, don't spend that 17 minutes just standing there. I, 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 I can yeah. get caught up in and caught in the weeds mm-hmm. really with trying to figure out what am I going to put on, how am I going to show up. And I have to remember that that quick little soundbite that black is always luxury. Mm-hmm. And Very so true. I I get that. I go for that. Um, and I hope I always present and look well in it. And that's what I believe about the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. I am a go-to to cut down on that 17 minutes, which can turn into 2025. 20, uh-huh. My go-to is a dress. Got it. Get my favorite color. I love colors. Get a dress, accessorize it, and I always feel presentable. Um, for me to come in in jeans and T-shirt... I am finally like loosening up. This is a part of me loosening up. I love this T-shirt simply because I really did climb Diamond Head um, uh, 0.8 miles all elevation. So I I wear this as a reminder as you wore your uh, Beyonce. Mm -hmm. Of course, this did not cost as much. (laughs) um, But I wear this as a reminder of that accomplishment, that mm-hmm. achievement for myself, um, in a terrain that I was like, "What, Barbara? You don't, you don't, eight zero point eight miles all elevation." That so was leaning in. That, that was lean. But I, I, I think that's in. what that's what's <laughs> yeah. special, right? Yeah. Because I think so many of us want center stage. Yes. And don't realize 
that it really is incremental. Very much. It, it's, Always. It's incremental work and movement that moves the needle. That's right. When we talk about Consistency. Dr. King and all those years ago, he was laying a foundation that Nat Turner had, had laid yes. before him. That's right. You understand what I'm saying? He had a foundation that people were jumping off ships. Mm-hmm. So it's that incremental, those, those things that you feel like don't affect others, right? I had no intention on creating a best-selling book that would get picked up by major um, retailers. Not my intention. You were just sharing information. I just, I wanted for little brown children who look at me as their inspiration and their hero to learn that, hey, it's not only European or, or other cultures mm-hmm. that create this work. Right. I, I, for me, it was personal. I just wanted to move the needle. I needed for my kids in Eatonville, mm-hmm. in Winter Park, in Orlando, in Tampa, in Lakeland, all those communities that we touch to see themselves. Carrying out the dream. Carrying I needed out them to the see dream. themselves. And because of that small increment, right, that small, just, I wasn't trying to be a cultural, you know, attache to, to fashion. That, that Look wasn't at my, you now. It wasn't my intention. Yeah, yeah. But now my partner and I have become that voice, that educational go-to to unearth all of these figures and to continue to watch as new leaders and new millionaires and new innovators move to the forefront. It has become our job to be those caretakers and to be those watchmen on the wall. Those stewards. To make sure that we are marking it and saying, hey, new accomplishment. Um, So really, again, go to info at forms to fashion.com. Excellent. Um, all of our social handles um, can be found form to so that's F-O-R-M the number two fashion uh, social media Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and really again learn about these incredible incredible icons that are influencing our culture and our future. Absolutely. I got a quick question. Uh-huh. Um, I, his name slips my, okay. my mind right now. Harlem, New York. Dapper Dan. Yes. Uh, Dapper Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. see how good I am at this? Yes, she Man, did. Um, the dude, look, you know, the cultural icon influence. Dap influence an entire yes. generation yes. and continues to do and so yes. now. Yes. Um, bold, overt prints. We can thank <laughs> yeah. Dap for that. Yeah. We, we really can. I think to be able to see him do what he did with MCM and, yes. and Gucci and Vuitton. Yeah. And then to see Virgil Abloh come and be able to stand on Dapper Dan's shoulders. But then to see Gucci invite him to do a capsule collection and really say, you want to know what? You are a part of the reason why our brand is so big for the culture yeah. 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 in hip hop. And he's in the book as well, right? Oh, Dapper Dan yeah. is in the book. Yeah. I, I'm an original New Yorker. I, I, okay. I, I do not say that all the time. Um, I'm Bronx. Bronx. Hey. Einstein Memorial. Um, my parents will be proud that I am claiming my New York roots. Um, but yeah, Dapper Dan is in, in the book. Yeah. But stuff. there's so many incredible icons and, and inventors. And so I will tell you the full title. Um, just so you get a broader scope. 
of who is who is going to be featured and, and what you're going to see. It's called Black Influence, Rising Stars, History Makers, Risk Takers, and Influential Icons in Fashion. So we're not just talking about designers, right? There are going to be people like Grace Jones. Oh, right? my gosh. Who really brought yes. black androgyny. Yes. Right? Everybody thinks about David Bowie when we want to think about iconic Androgyny. Grace Jones was, is killed yeah, and still blind. killing the game. <laughs> to um, this day. With her beautiful, day. beautiful, yeah. rich, dark skin. Flawless. Yes, yes, like, yes, yes. Absolutely, flawless. right? And so her shaved head. I mean, Grace Jones it was, was wearing rocking that way the back. crispiest, yes. cleanest, high top fade you could ever <laughs> imagine. That's so true. Right? That's so and, true. And, oh, and she got it. But but yeah. that is an icon God. that we've got to celebrate, right? Most people don't realize Diana Ross. Yes, another icon. We think about Diana Ross yes. as just Every the little singer. girl wanted yeah. to be Diana yeah. Ross. But no. remember, we never had a, a major fashion film. Mahogany. In the black in oh, the black. Mahogany. But here's the fun fact. Diana designed all of those costumes herself. In mahogany. I didn't know that. Yes. So yes. it was art imitating wow. life where her character wanted to be a fashion designer. This is really when she grabbed the reins and was like, well, if I have to wear it and the character has to design it, let, Let me do it. Be. Let that be me. Yes. Let me do yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. Um, You're listening to our seat, our table, and we are starting to wind down. It's about 9.52. Um, we have had an amazing discussion here. One of the things at our seat, our table, we are the leadership lounge. So we cannot leave without hearing leadership in your own terms. What does leadership mean to you? And we're going to begin with Daryl here. What oh, does? Man. How do you describe hmm. leadership? Um, it has been said, and I affirm and ascribe to mm-hmm. um, service, yeah, um, commitment, sacrifice, mm-hmm. and service. Um, as a military veteran, um, I've learned firsthand uh, by observation and experience bad leadership, yeah, uh, where. They just want to flash the authority and not the response-ability. And you cannot separate the two uh, to be effective. No. Uh, Because I've also experienced firsthand and observed firsthand, again, in the military, where the least likely and the lowest-ranking person was the one who was the solution. (laughs) Because they had agency and autonomy and authority to get it done. Uh, So collectively, from experience and observation, I would say leadership is about the commitment, sacrifice, and service. It's been said, servant leader. Yes, yes, I I so agree with that, so agree. And the perspective that um, that person, that solution, um, the person who's bringing the solution, the perspective that they have from their position, I think is always so so critical. Jay, how do you describe leadership? It's a legacy. It's a legacy. It, it is okay. definitely something that you can and should be inheriting mm-hmm. um, from good leaders. It is a task. It is a mandate. Yeah. Um, and it really, for us in our community, it's our call. Mm-hmm. It's our call. This should be that clarion call, especially in this generation and for this time 
to rise up and start really developing a legacy of leadership where we can say, you know what, I am now building on Jay's shoulders. I'm now building um, on, on Miss Tina's shoulders. I'm building on Mr. Darrell's shoulders, right? That, that's important Yes. to be able to understand that legacy. And so I believe that it's something that we innately need to start inheriting leadership. Nice, nice. Tina? Authentically walking in your purpose. Nice. And um, moving in that space that you create impact. Yes. Because if there's nobody being impacted, then who are you leading? Yes. And then also being able to have the wherewithal to know how to follow, mm. when to follow, when it's, yes. who to follow, how to follow, when to shift gear and move to the next, you know. Um, but, yeah, I believe it's just walk, really walking in your purpose and finding out what that is uh, and being real clear about it. Um, yeah, and fumble along the way because mm-hmm. yeah, you may not know, and it shifts. Yeah. You know, God's. I think they like, call that um, fail forward. Fail forward. Fail forward. Mm-hmm. Fail forward. So, Excellent. which is what I'm learning to do. Yes. Yes. Uh, happily, though, and in the process, my thing is I'm always trying to create fun in the process. I'm like yes. everything that's yes. serious doesn't yeah. have to mean it's no fun. That's I'm right. like I have that's to fun. Right. My friends are like, and I'm always like, and make sure you laugh, and make sure we have fun, and we yes. have to have fun in this because. That's what keeps me going. That's right. If I could also just, I do want to acknowledge when I mentioned about the 17 uh, seconds, I also want to give credit to where that came from. It did not come from me. It came from uh, uh, Marks and Spencer's uh, 2016 report in Harper's Bazaar, Mm -hmm. Arabia. Mm -hmm. Is where I got it from. So I'm like, let me give you credit where credit is due. Yes, yes, But yeah. And And then I also want to say, um, if um, that's leadership, and if anyone's interested in No Wire Hangers, with a Z, H-A-N-G-E-R-Z. Oh, well, hangers. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, you can actually contact me at 201-450-6336. That's 201-450-6336. I'm on Instagram, getting better at it. I'm at N-O underscore wire underscore hangers, H-A-N-G-E-R-Z. Nice, nice, nice. First of all, I want to thank all of you for being here. Thank you. Um, Thank you for joining me at Our Seat, Our Table. Thank you for bringing your perspective. Thank you for the um, education. um, And thank you for the work and the commitment that you have made to the organizations that you've created and built. Um, so, So thank you all. I do want to say Valentine's Day in February is Giving Day um, to WPRK. You can go to the website, WPRK.org, WP.org. And again, this is a uh, community, a a, um, college radio station, and contributions, donations are always great. Um, Dave is always here with me. He's been training me on how to run the boards. And 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 um, I'm glad that um, I can uh, work with WPRK in doing this work. So please, on Giving Day, go to the website, find out more information, WPRK.org, and how you can um, help to continue the mission. Again, my name is Barbara Chandler, and you have been listening to Our Seat, Our Table, and we will be back next Friday from 9 to 10. Thank you to the guests again, and thank you for the listeners.
table.